Hello and welcome back to A Sporting Discussion, your podcast talking sports of all sorts. I'm AJ Mithen, joined by the redoubtable Andrew Donison. Andrew, welcome back to ASD Stadium. How are you? I'm outraged. I'm outraged. It's a disgrace. It's a bloody disgrace. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that thing that I didn't know existed for that sporting event that I don't really care about. <laughs> I'm outraged. <laughs> I'm bloody outraged, AJ. Are you, are you outraged? Breakdancing is in the Olympics, that's right. Breakdancing's we'll get, in the Olympics. We will get straight into this? this straight into this controversial crisis, the sporting world <laughs> in absolute crisis with breakdancing oh. joining the Olympics. I love it. I love breakdancing. And why not? Who, just, who cares about the Olympics? Who, who really cares if it's in or out? All right, so I, I think we, should, we need to probably break it down into a couple of break different Break it down, sections. yeah. Yeah, exactly, like a, a, a dancer would break in <laughs> yes. water. I don't, Break I don't, this into on. different moves here. Let's do it. So I'll, I'll start with a head spin. And the no, what we need to look at is the Olympic Games in general, right? And then the type of sports that are involved. So the Olympic Games in general, I think we've been on record as saying, geez, they're losing, they're losing a bit of their luster. Um, still, I, still watched by hundreds of millions of people, mind you. Yes. But yeah, not, not as... Maybe just because we're getting old and cynical, but not as well, exciting and as must-watch sporting television as they used to be. So I was going to ask, is it because everyone now has access to, to a Twitter account and no one – like everyone's just putting out their, their thoughts that they had anyway. Like we're all going to watch it. We're all yeah, going to watch it. Everyone's going to watch it. Everyone's, everyone's so, as outraged as everyone is. They're still mm. going to bloody watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And guess what? They'll probably enjoy it because breaking, which is the formal term that they use, breaking is awesome. It's really cool to watch. It's got stuff you will never be able to do ever in your life. Oh, I've got absolutely no No matter how drunk, no matter how flexible, no matter how ambitious you are, you will never be able to do some of the stuff that these folks are doing. Yeah. Well, and you look at what is the point of the Olympics, right? It is, and this is this is going to absolutely rankle the keep politics out of sport people. But <laughs> it is, and always has been, a, a human rights movement. The Olympics yeah. is about bringing bringing together different cultures and bringing together different people and celebrating diversity and giving it's opportunity, got an education. all of that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, promoting sport. Sure, <laughs> it's not about doing the historical, historically significant, so to speak, sports that everyone in the Commonwealth uh, nation seem to love. It's about getting things done, and the best thing is that the home nation gets to choose what sports they're going to play. They're not they're not obliged to run stuff that they're not good at. And the twenty twenty four Olympics are in France. France are really really good at breakdancing. So there, there it is, go. and uh, they announced when they made this announcement for the new um, breaking, making its Olympic debut. They've also included speed climbing, uh, skateboarding, and uh, surfing in those in those because they're saying that the the twenty twenty four Paris Olympics will have a gender equality and youth focus, exactly fifty percent male and female participation, and the young people. The young people love. Breakdancing and surfing and skateboarding. That's it. 
Now, now, so remember, we, we've talked about the Winter Olympics pivoting, there's a word for you, towards oh. the uh, like more extreme uh, winter yep. sports to try and drag the uh, young eyes in. Uh, this is just the same thing happening here. So now I want to – can I get some clarification, please, AJ? Sure. Is, is breakdancing be, – breaking, sorry, being – uh, for want of a better word, entered into the Olympics proper or is it as an exhibition sport for the 2024 Olympics only? Making its Olympic debut. That's what I keep reading. So it is not an so exhibition. Right. Confirmed and as additional sports based on a proposal by Paris 2024. I love it. There's I, no, I, I can't see the word exhibition anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Fascinating. Yeah. Wow. That's good. It. This is the first time I've seen. Um, I mean, we've all we all figured it was happening, but where they've been just overt in saying this is what the Olympics are all about, and this this Olympics has a youth focus. Uh, so the release says the urban sports concept has been expanded, showcasing youth focused events which are inclusive, engaging, and can be practiced outside conventional arenas. There we go. There yeah. you go. So they're not stuck to a track or a gymnasium or a swimming pool or anything like that. So I, I, I then look at other sports which have come in recently and one of them you're going to uh, immediately say, of course, it shouldn't be there. But I also think it shouldn't be there. Golf. No, like golf, golf shouldn't be anywhere near the Olympics. Unless it's Pitch and putt. If you have like the pitch and putt or the mini golf um, version of the game, I would accept then, mini golf. Mini golf at the yeah. Olympics, yes. All right. What about <laughs> basketball? Because Tokyo twenty twenty, which will be taking place in twenty twenty one, is introducing three on three basketball. Yeah, I got no problem with that either. That's the urban. That's the urban sports they keep talking about. Sorry, what was that? What about real basketball? Is Firstly, is the Olympics the pinnacle of basketball? And secondly, does it need to be the pinnacle of this sport to be an Olympic event? Not at all. Not at all. It doesn't need to be. Olympic sport doesn't need to be the pinnacle of anything. That's why um, the FIFA under-23 um, tournament that's played at the Olympics is just for under-23s because the pinnacle of uh, world football is winning the World Cup. Yes. So, so is... Is the pinnacle of basketball winning the World Cup? The pinnacle of or the, basketball. What is, sorry, the World, World Championship. World Championship. Internationally, it is. Uh, yeah. But so it is why? also right, the, the pinnacle of uh, – this might upset some people, but the pinnacle of basketball is winning an NBA championship or being involved oh. in an NBA championship because that's the, that's the number one competition in the world. So then why should basketball – be in the Olympics if it's not the pinnacle. But why not? It doesn't matter if it's the pinnacle. The, okay. no, no, uh, there just... was a, a very interesting quote um, when breaking was announced uh, mm. as as part of the 2024 Olympics as I scramble to find what it actually was. If you can give me about 10 seconds of chat, please, Andrew. Of course I can. I'm just having a look at all of the sports. So you've got table tennis, you've got volleyball, you've got sport climbing which is one of the new ones trampolining sport climbing I, I is awesome sport climbing is awesome one of one of the things that has been raised as why 
break dancing or breaking shouldn't be involved in the Olympics is it's it's up to judgment. You get scored based on someone's thoughts of how well you've done. Yeah, now, we got a little I'd bit like about that introduce- on the. Sorry, we got a little bit about that on the uh, our Facebook, facebook.com slash a sporting discussion about uh, well, subjective sporting, a sport that is subject to adjudication being in the Olympics. Well, I'd like to introduce, introduce those people to rhythmic, rhythmic gymnastics, artistic <laughs> gymnastics. Uh, is synchronised swimming still in, in the Olympics? I'm not sure. I think it is. But um, every – oh, man, what was it? In, in – <laughs> In Japan, 329 events across a, a number of different sports. I would say that the majority of those sports are subjective in that there's a judge making a call or there's a um, there's a referee making a decision. Isn't that a subjective yes. sport? Well, so boxing, boxing, boxing is subjective. Yeah. If it's not yeah. a knockout, it goes to the judges. Yeah, and. I, I actually, I'm looking now. I don't. I'm. I don't think that. Um, I don't think I can find synchronized swimming. This is outrageous. Oh. <laughs> I'm more outraged about this, AJ. Uh, and fair enough too. You, I know you love your synchronized swimming. I know people may mock, but I know you love your synchronized swimming, Andrew. Well, I I, I love it for <laughs> just for the ridiculous nature of the the sport from that <laughs> i i see it as as ridiculous but because i just don't i don't get it but i'm also i'll be glued to it um, yeah. oh me too now i've, I've yeah. watched i've watched breaking before it's on the tv quite a lot it used to be on the old Eurosport channel that was on foxtel for a while um mm. i found this quote richard crazy legs cologne <laughs> who's i am reliably assured is a breaking pioneer uh, he's, crazy he's, legs. He's done the quote here, crazy legs. This is true folk art from the music to the dance, to from the DJ to the rapper. We've already legitimised ourselves, so we're not looking to the Olympics for legitimacy. Perfect. Ooh. So the pinnacle, yeah, like the pinnacle of breaking is not going to be Olympic gold, but I think it's great that uh, it's going to be in the Olympics. And geez, there was, how about the OK Boomer um, <laughs> reaction yeah. to that? Oh. It was the best. Like, honestly, and you can set your watch to it, can't you? Something different's happening. I hate it. Well, surfing and skateboarding, they've gotten off lightly. Yeah. <laughs> I think skate, skateboarding, skateboarding was uh, raised a couple of times for a couple of years, a couple of years ago. So it's already gone through it. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, what are so you talking about? Outrage cycle. Surfing, everyone likes surfing because everyone thinks they can surf even though they can't. So I, don't, I, I can see why that's not copying it as much. Speed climbing well, was supposed there, to be there's in There's another one that's subjective. There's another one that's judged by judges with points. Yeah, true. Um, but there, were, there is some bad news that comes through all of these announcements of the Olympic sports for Paris 2024 though, Andrew, and that is that baseball and softball got punted again. Um, oh, really? After five straight Olympics going up to 2004, I think it was, Beijing didn't include it, uh, London didn't include it, and neither did wherever 2016 was that I've just forgotten. Um, Rio. Rio uh, didn't have baseball. Baseball came back for Japan. Why? Because Japan, because the hosts, hosts get to pick it and they were... Sorry, I've, I've, I've mistimed my why. I've, I've come <laughs> either too early or too late. I'll, I'll let you finish. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, 
Japan got to pick it because baseball is basically the national sport of Japan. Um, baseball, softball, baseball, softball come as a package for the Olympics, um, and the Australian team was getting quite excited about being able to qualify on the uh, the opportunity to qualify for twenty twenty, which will be held next year. Um, and now it's gone for 2024, but 2028, I think, is back in Los Angeles or somewhere in the USA, maybe Los Angeles, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, um, and they're expected to bring it back in. So it's it's and, and right. it is, it's not regarded as the pinnacle of the sport for a lot of baseball players, but particularly for Australian players, it is, the opportunity to represent the country is very rare. Um at, at, at a high level like that, there's a couple of um, like the Premier 12 tournament and a couple of other. There's a Baseball World Cup, but you need to be up in the rankings to get there. If you can qualify for an Olympics in baseball, it's an incredible effort. And I know we've spoken to quite a few Australian baseball um, figures on this show, Andrew, who all um, pretty much as a person say that the the Olympics would be their the pinnacle of their baseball career. Um, so and it's not going to be there for the next uh, Olympiad, which also, and also has a massive funding impact on baseball Australia and sports like that who oh, wouldn't get into course. the Olympics because Oz Sport, I think they're called now, um, only provides decent funding for sports that are Olympic sports and for sports that have Olympic qualifying rounds and all of that sort of thing and uh, Olympic representation. So not good, not good at all for baseball in Australia. Which is already no, oh, having a massive not. struggle. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's uh, that's disappointing. Uh, the, I, I'm just the more I think about it, I I don't necessarily. I'm not sure if there's any sport that I would say doesn't. Well, I can't, I can't think of a sport going into the Olympics that I would get all outraged and, and uppity about. Even if they, they like, you want to you want to throw cricket in? Yeah, fine, whatever. Make it a a ten ten tournament. Or like the old, uh, was it Malaysian six, Super Sixes tournament or mm. Super Eights, where if you hit a big six, you got eight runs and that sort of thing. Mm. But I think every sport has the like. Maybe you need to tweak it a little bit, but bugger it, get them all in. Get them all, get in. Them all in. Yeah. Now, now just now, for a little I'm, bit, a little bit of background quickly. Um, breaking was in the Youth Olympics in Buenos Aires in 2018, and is a damn big youth. So obviously, yes, it's youth. Youth and urban seem to be the words that the Olympic Committee are throwing out everywhere um, about this. Yes, but uh, netball. Oh, it's great. Netball fans are angry because they want their sport in there. Um, baseball, we've spoken about. Um, <clears throat> I think yeah, I think netball should get a shot. Surely yeah, so that's. Get a shot. <clears throat> well, yeah, I'm not sure of the the reason why. Hmm. Why that's that's not you know we know that that's in the Commonwealth Games. Well, so. France France aren't very good at netball, so I imagine that's probably why they don't want it in there. I wouldn't want it in there. Um, no. And so there's the also one, one... squash got punted. Oh really? Yeah. Squash got punted. Squash oh, got punted. I, um, see, I think squash should be there. It's fun to watch. As part of They're... the gender equity uh, theme of the 2024 Olympics, the men's 50k walk has been cut and is going to be replaced with a mixed gender event. Um, they haven't okay. decided what that's going to be though. That's pretty cool. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, that's good. Um, K1 200 meter races have been scrapped. You'll like this, and they will be replaced by extreme slalom. <laughs> I don't know what a K1 200 meter race is, and I don't really know That's what a kayak. slalom is. That's the kayak racing. 
extreme slalom. Is that like going to be down the rapids and going through the slalom? K1 200 metres. I don't know if that's kayaking in a straight line, Clint Robinson gold medal style, or if it's going down the uh, man-made man-made river. Um, but extreme slalom. How do you? How can you? You know, K1 200 metres. Extreme slalom. Which one do you Damn want? Damn right. Which one do you well, want? It, yeah. yeah, it's it's like Samuel Jackson when he said that. No, no, don't change um, the name to <laughs> Pacific Flight 87. I signed <laughs> on to do snakes on a plane. Yeah. And the men's Sorry. men's and women's four seventy class sailing has been axed, replaced by okay. a mixed a mixed event, and there's a new mixed kite surfing event. And oh, <laughs> excellent weightlifting and boxing have also lost a number of events. Apparently, that's because the International Olympic Committee were unhappy with the global governance of both sports because okay. they are both as corrupt as <laughs> you and I at a buffet. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cannot be trusted. No. <laughs> well, we'll do, okay, we'll so do anything for bottomless <laughs> lasagna like Garfield. <laughs> so I, I assume that if you're going to bring sports in, you have to get sports out because there's only a finite amount of time yep. from the start to the end. You've of, only got two weeks. Olympics. You've only so got so much space. You've only got so many venues. You've only got what you can work with, which is fair enough. Also, speaking of, only having two weeks, how good – there, there are various other tournaments, uh, like world class tournaments around the world, that, that should look at that. I'm, I'm looking at you, uh, in Cricket World Cup. I don't even know how long didn't the Cricket go World for, Cup goes for. That went for something oh. like 13 weeks, didn't it? Oh, the last maybe. Cricket World Cup. Yeah, it felt like it. Well. If it didn't, it felt like it. <laughs> so, uh, Olympics, big tick from me. Big yeah. tick. Big, big tick from me too. I know the folks who got in touch with us on our Facebook slash dot com, a sporting discussion, or got us at ASD underscore radio on Twitter, didn't like it. Didn't didn't seem to like it at all. But So it wasn't a mixed reaction? It was definitely just a don't like it? It was very much a don't like it. Would you like to hear some of the, uh, some of the uh, phrasing? I would. I would. Yes. Uh, Greg Greg Werner, I give up. Let those sports in uh, in uh, inverted commas judged on artistic merit have their own games. Uh, Andrew Prentice. Oh, okay. So give give the um, like all those like rhythmic rhythmic gymnastics and um, boxing and yep. get rid uh, of all them. Right. Give them their own sport, and then have the other one where people want to have like the no the the no drug policy games. You will you know, sense, yourself up. You will sense a theme here. Andrew Prentice said, "I'm not sure breakdancing would appeal to a younger, more diverse audience. It was a 1980s fad. Might as well include battle rapping and sliming. It's getting ridiculous now. That well, Andrew, absolutely, they should they should include battle rap." <laughs> now I couldn't help myself. I had to reply and say, "Breakdancing is absolutely massive across Europe because it is." Um, it's, it wasn't a fad, or well, it was a fad, but it never went away in a lot of places. Daniel Buckley said, if synchronised swimming is a thing, then this is no different. It's extremely hard and you have to be a real athlete to complete. To compete. Agreed. That's a good call. Yep. Uh, Colin Mott, FKN ridiculous. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, uh, also, uh, we got a good one from, where is it, Matt Merrington said, ban all subjective sports from the Olympics. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I like that. Um, Righto, yeah. Chris okay. Chris wants on track. He says, I guess the Olympics have to adjust to the times so they stay relevant. Bang on, Chris. 
Tom yep. West, uh, who is a good friend of the show, um, came up with probably the most sensible thing here. He says, I don't like breakdancing as a sport, but I like the flexibility in sports that the host gets to choose. In Paris's case, breakdancing makes sense. Yeah, hang yeah. on. And I, I have to do a quick correction. Synchronised swimming uh, is still in the Olympics. It is called artistic swimming oh, now. Thank, thank God for that. You, you have I know. Really- I was looking under S in the alphabetical list in front of me, and I apologise. I should have looked in A, a for artistic. artistic. Because when you think synchronised swimming, you think artistic, don't you? When I think Olympics, I think art. Now, speaking the of... The art of sport. <laughs> let's move on from the Olympics, Andrew. And speaking of art um, and yes. artistic things, the Big Bash League is about to start um, oh. this week. Uh, I've, I think they're doing hubs, but you can fill us all in on that because you are our cricket guru. The artistic part, though, is the gymnastics, the governance and organisational and logistical and ruling ruling goal flipping and acrobatics that the administrators have done to bring in new rules to try and make the Big Bash exciting because it's not. Tell well, us tell us all about these funky, funky, funky new things. So I I don't firstly I don't necessarily agree that it's not uh, not exciting, but they've they've definitely tried to make it bigger and bashier. And there was so initially there was some Issues around the fixturing because they didn't know where on earth they'd be able to play the um, the tournament. So they they've announced the the fixture now. The it'll kick off on Thursday, the tenth of December, which is two days time for us, and I don't know, maybe one day, maybe yesterday for people that are listening. And they're going to be playing the first bunch of games um, across Hobart. Canberra, and then there's a couple in Launceston, uh, and then Brisbane and and the Gold Coast. I know Channel Seven wasn't too happy about that because they they regard Hobart as the worst place to be broadcasting from for aesthetic and setup reasons. But we won't get into that. We can get into that another episode. Channel Seven well, versus Cricket Australia. Yeah, Channel Seven. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> and then then there's going to be a couple of um, hubs, I think, where various teams will go and, and play a few games in, in Perth and there's going to be some down in Melbourne as well. So it, they, they've really tried to, to make the most of the COVID situation. Mm, and there's been some, and, been some complaining, sorry, just to butt in, been some complaining about the um, quarantine requirements for players and officials who are going into those bubbles. But when you see what's happening over in South Africa with England, with coronavirus rampaging through the English and uh, South African camps and the Mm. Pakistan players uh, rocking up to New Zealand uh, riddled with coronavirus, I mean, it's... And also the the Pakistan players uh, not following the rules. Breaking curfews and, yeah... Yeah, being told no, we'll send you home. Like the, England, England got through a couple of series. They got through home series against the West Indies and Pakistan with no real issues. They only had one uh, minor breach, and that was Jofra Archer ducking home oh, yeah, on the right. way from one ground to another. And then, yeah, you look at South Africa, and the first ODI there, it got postponed, then delayed, then abandoned, and then they've 
um, finally cancelled the the second two because, as you say, it was first South African players, then it was staff at the hotel, yep. and then it was England. And then you're not getting away from it, and it's that's yeah, that's so, how fraught it all is. Which, exactly, and I've which got I imagine cricket in Australia have just been and Channel Seven, mind you, have just been ramming home to anyone who's getting money to play in the Big Bash. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever the requirements are, good on them. Uh, if you can get the, the season done, well done. Yep. But we need to get to what's making it bigger and Funky, 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 funky. Uh, so, AJ, there is the power surge. Ooh. Previously, the first six overs of every innings was the power play. So two players on the field inside were allowed outside the 30-yard circle. So it made it a bit easier for the batting side to go biff and whack. Now, the first four overs will be the power play, but then the batting team will be able to call for a power surge at any time mm. from the 11th over onwards. Sounds important. Well, it basically, it just means that if you're getting towards the end of your innings you've got the opportunity to have two fielders outside the circle and just score bulk runs in the last five overs, really. <laughs> so that's that's one of them. The second one is the X factor. And halfway through the first innings of the match, both teams can replace any player who either has not batted or has not bowled more than one over. And they can replace them with their X Factor substitute player. That's weird. Does X Factor imply that the substitute player will be deliberately held back because there's some sort of gun, or is it just someone to come in and bowl short stuff? So I don't believe the substitute player has to have X Factor. I just think that the substituting of them provides um, a factor of X they to get the X, game. They get X factor by osmosis because they Exactly. Just, yeah, okay. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know how that's going to work, but maybe if a team has the opposition four for 30 after 10 overs, they might, I don't know, the, the batting team might bring in, might get rid of one of their bowlers and bring in a batsman so that they've got more batting depth. I don't know. I It'll work somehow. It'll be a complete but, shambles, Andrew, and you know it. But I know you love but, your cricket and you want it, but, You want what's best. Yes, I do. <laughs> and what's best is getting four points for a victory. Now, previously, you'd ha- just had to win the game to get four points for a victory. Now, they've got the bash boost. So this is where the game gets oh, bashed up. <laughs> there will be three points awarded to the winning team and one point awarded based on the score at the halfway point of the second innings of the match. So the batting team will score a bonus point if their score after 10 overs or the halfway point is above the opponent's score at the same time of their innings. And the bowling team will score the bonus point if it's not. Sorry, I blacked out there. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's... Go biff and whack in the first 10 overs as well as the last 10 overs. Just just <laughs> but, biff the ball everywhere. So go biff and whack in the in all of your 20 overs. Take advantage of your field restriction, your super surge or whatever it's called, and bring in your X-Factor player after 10 overs yeah. are completed to do whatever they need whatever to do. Whatever they need. Exactly. Yeah. Clear, clear as mud. Do you reckon, it, do you reckon they'll work? 
Do you reckon? Actually, do you reckon? I know so, Callum Ferguson, uh, South, former South Australian captain, test player, BBL, Adelaide Strikers legend, um, and uh, Melbourne Renegades. Melbourne Sydney Renegades legend. captain now. Oh, is he? Oh, there you go. As well, yeah. He came out and said he wasn't a big fan of all of these changes. Do you think the players will uh, kind of show their thoughts on this by not using them or not doing it properly? Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Well, the, the bash boost, the extra point, is nothing to do with the players. The power surge, having two players outside the 30-yard circle for the last couple of overs, they'll absolutely love that. I believe and the fielding team wouldn't wouldn't think too highly of that, but anyway. No, but it brings more tactics into it, into where do you put the ball so that the, the, uh, the batsman can't hit it to where there's no fielders in the outfield. Mm. Uh, batters and captains are really good at being able to manipulate where – sorry, bowlers. Bowlers and captains are really good at being able to manipulate where the batter hits the ball and it will just make it yeah, even, yeah, even more strategic and than do, that. Do you think X-Factor players will actually be brought in? Oh, gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Not every time. Uh, I, think, I think that sometimes they might – not oh, actually no. You'd be yeah, pretty unimpressed if you game. bowled one decent over and then you got sat down for someone so they can bat in the next innings. Yeah, but you know what? It's professional sports. Suck it up. You'll yeah, be right as long as it doesn't affect anyone's paycheck. That's my thing. Yeah, if which... you get subbed out, which means you didn't finish the game and you don't get any money, I wouldn't like that. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, no, fair I enough. I assume I'm stretching there, but I would hope that it, uh, that would happen. So, Andrew, you, so I, I've got to say, I, I don't think these changes were necessary. Do I like them? Sure, why not? <laughs> I, I go nuts. Um, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch less games because of it. I'm not going to dislike the the product more because of it. Is, is it cricket Australia needed. panicking? Because the Big Bash Big Bash still rates its face off. Crowds mm. are still pretty good. They won't be able to have many crowds this time around. Oh, the crowds mm-hmm. won't, well, by the sheer nature of restrictions, crowds won't be what they could be. Yep. Um, I think Cricket Australia might have panicked a bit and thought, need more sixes, need more fours. Yeah, need more eyes the on the screen. The kids in the crowd don't give a hoot about who's hitting the sixes and who's hitting the fours and what team's hitting the sixes and hitting the fours. They just want to see sixes and fours and the accompanying fireworks. Yeah, well, a uh, very good friend of ours went to the, the cricket with his, I think, then five-year-old son. And at one point, the said said son um, asked his father, what's, what's going on? What? Why, is, why isn't anything happening? And it was because the bowler was walking back to his bowling mark <laughs> to deliver the next ball. So you're right. Well, unless, a, you've got, yeah. unless you've got three bowlers queued up to bowl two balls oh, each in a cycle, maybe that's There next. we go. There you go. Yes. And the batsman that's has... That's the sort of innovation that you need. The batsman has two seconds between each ball. It's like a bowling machine. What do you reckon? Patent pending. No, no, like don't, don't put a time limit on it. But it just has to be ready. Just has to be ready. I own that idea. <laughs> just a quick one, Andrew, because we're going to talk again before the test series against India starts. But, um, uh, you know, I hate dating when we record. But today, Will Pukowski, the um, <clears throat> the ordained new opening bat- batsman for the test team, was concussed for the ninth time, I believe it is, in his career. He's 22 years old. Um, it looked ugly. 
Mm. The shot he played was ugly. Um, oh, it was, it yeah, was, the shot was bad. Against an Indian bowler, you know, who's just here on tour, not likely to be doing much in test match cricket. Uh, eight days until the first test starts, I think it is. Nine days, pardon me. Uh, will he play? Should he play? And uh, what's with nine concussions, for God's sake? So, uh, should he play? No. Will he play? Very doubtful. I don't think so. He there was another. There's another tour match coming up next week, and he's already been ruled out of that, which is good. But the, the concussions. His first one, I think, was playing Aussie Rules football, mm. and then he's had um, others throughout uh, the cricketing. Yeah, they haven't all been being hit by the ball in the head. Some, I think he had a bad one last season when he was fielding and he dived for the ball. Yes, yeah, 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 which is not – that. that's not great. That's um, potentially both a, an impact and a, maybe even a whiplash one. So Ash Gardner good. did that in the WBBL it was, and it was yeah. not ideal. So it's not I'll good just, at all. No, no. He – I don't – I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I'm reading an article that says he had recently declared that he had done the required head rehab. and So I'm hoping that that Mm. is more about his mental health issues rather than thinking that you can rehab yourself out of concussion. But it's in this article about concussions. It was his... his, um... I believe that was him talking about his mental health issues. He had a fairly yeah, fairly wide-ranging interview where he was talking about how he how he deals with things differently and when he's especially when he's out in the middle how he keeps focus and doesn't get doesn't get distracted or let bad thoughts in and things like that. Yeah, but Yeah, good. But you know, the concussions are concussion. uh, they ain't good. No, no. To put it and, bluntly. Well, we saw in the um the Australian India ODI series where people still don't take concussion seriously. Not at all. Like, just because someone doesn't hit the ground and, and is yeah, knocked they out. Don't get the shocking arms and stumbling around and all that, it doesn't mean that everything's tickety boo. No, exactly right. So we've we've had this discussion a number of times before, and it was Associate Professor Alan Pierce was brilliant when we talked to him about it. I think and we're going to have to get him back on because st- I've got a few more questions that I want to ask him. So stay tuned, well, folks. We will we will try to get Associate Professor Dr. Alan Pierce um, back onto the show to talk about concussion in a bit more depth. Because I don't think people fully have grasped, even with the concussion substitutes and the the people who are now sort of missing weeks because of concussion and the, all of the talk about it, the talk about not allowing young children to head the ball in soccer, mm. people still don't quite seem even to get just what's his how name, bad it is. What's his name, Jadeja, was hit in the head by a ball travelling about 120, 230 k's an hour and yep. uh, the immediate response from everyone was, oh, he's bunging it on. Because yeah, because he had hurt hamstring. his hamstring. He's yeah. got India are bunging it on and bullshitting about it, and uh, he's subsequently missed the rest of the T Twenty series with concussion. So there yep. you go. Um, we might we'll revisit the test stuff um, next week or the week after, Andrew. Maybe the week after when um, when the test is underway in Adelaide, so we can either laugh at how poorly India have done under lights with the swinging pink ball. <laughs> or uh, marvel at how well they've gone um, after. Beating, I can't wait after beating up on bad sides playing practice night tests in uh, in India. 
Um, uh, I, I absolutely cannot wait for this series to start. It'll be good fun, won't it? Yeah. There's a bit of it's a bit of oh, what's going on after those first two one dayers, but um, I think there's going to be a lot of runs because Australian pitchers all seem to do one thing now, and that is just play straight up and down. Unfortunately, yes, yeah. So that's where that's where Adelaide will be good because the the night the night time the pink ball the the Mitchell Stark Mitchell Stark hour basically. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, let's yeah. We'll I'm, I'm happy to, to talk about that for a couple of hours one night if you want, AJ. Well, let's see. Let's see. If maybe <laughs> we can start up our own live commentary. Um, all right. Oh, hey. So do you know, speaking of things that have gone on for ages and ages and ages, but nothing's actually happened. Mm. Did you know that the AFL draft hasn't actually happened yet? Who cares? Yeah, it's apparently it's, it's tomorrow night. It's Wednesday, and oh my! Isn't it God. over two nights now? Oh, maybe. I think they do round one at one night. Anyway, in prime time, we don't care. Which automatically means no one cares. Um, Obviously, maybe yes. the AF, if the AFL put a bit of work into maybe people understanding who the players are, what they've done. Pretty tough, hard, tough this year, of course, because no no leagues were played. But um, if there was But we don't of, see anyone. We don't see any games played. They're not played in any prime spots. But the league they play in also has different rules to the AFL, which makes different players oh, yeah. look much better than they actually are. But anyway, let's cover that another time because it's time to wrap it up, Andrew. All right. I had fun. Did you have fun? I always have fun, especially talking Olympics. I didn't even get to my solution for how we how I can save the IOC and the various countries a, a, a lot of money, well, and that's by by ho- by hosting them at the same spot, every, same location every year, every time. Sydney, the home of the greatest Olympics ever. Sure, why not? I, I don't care where. <laughs> Still, a lot of buildings there that they could probably reuse again. And that is. That's one of my main main reasons because things get built and then things just, yeah, don't, things get just don't get used at all. I remember going to Barcelona where the Olympics were in um, eighty two. Was it? No, that wasn't there. When it ninety two, um, and the stadium. Oh, and Siempre. The stadium there, which was you know the bowl and everything there, was just run down as hell and full of stray cats. Oh. Yeah. No, Stray Cats, not the nice cats that you like. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and not the band. No. No. <laughs> no. Right. Andrew, are you going to be appearing on Triple R Breakfast Radio? Uh, when is it? Mondays at 7.15am. Is that still one, going? One more. Oh, one more time this year? Two more times this year? I'm not sure. Oh, really? Um, so the normally we do uh, an end of year outside broadcast from the Corner Hotel and – that won't be happening this year because everyone's been broadcasting from home. So yeah. maybe maybe I'll just jump out on my balcony and, <laughs> and do it. If people can walk past and I can throw out some some of the muffins that I usually make. <laughs> um, so I, I, I don't really know. But, yeah, listen to Triple R Monday mornings uh, from 7.15. Andrew may or may not appear, yes. Yeah. What about you, ABC? Yeah, it's still ABC Central Victoria, um, quarter past nine Monday mornings with the Fiona Parker Breakfast Show, um, 91.1 on your radio in Victoria, or you can listen on the ABC Listen app everywhere else. And Andrew's Triple R is 102.7 FM in Melbourne or Triple R dot com dot au I think it is dot org dot org sorry streaming online now, are you going to be writing about the upcoming Australian baseball league season AJ not as much about the season but I do have some writing stuff going on um, 
in the background for a couple of spots. I'll keep you posted on that on our Facebook, facebook.com slash the sporting discussion. Join the group, join the discussion group. Good stuff going in there. That's where we got a lot of info for for today's show about about the uh, reaction from uh, from the folks who are involved and go to Twitter at ASD underscore radio. Uh, check us out there. Give us a follow. Have a chat. We love to rouse people up and uh, have a chat back. It's good fun. Oh, you like to rouse people up. I like to engage in in, <laughs> in very uh, what is it? What is it? Um, technically correct and technically uh, statistically correct. statistically <laughs> perfect discussions. <laughs> All right, that'll do us. Thanks again, Andrew. We will speak next week. Thanks, everyone. Say ya. It's time.